Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Getting Grown. That's Jade, I'm Kia, and we're here to talk about all things grown and all things that we are still trying to figure out because we really don't know how to do this whole adulting thing, but we want to thank you guys for tuning in to listen to us um, and our useless banter and <laughs> nigga trivia. We really appreciate you. Yeah, my banter's not useless. Well, girl, that is to be determined. Wait, uh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. But speaking of useless, did you see my tweet the other day? No, girl, which so, one? So, um... Noah's aunt showed her a picture of Kellyanne Conway. Oh God! And she said, "Look, look, look at this white woman, Noah. What do you think about her?" And Noah looked at it emphatically and said, "She looks sad and useless." <laughs> oh my God! That is your child. That's my kid, man. That's my kid. How was your week? You was out of town. I was out of town, man. I was moving and grooving. Oh, forgive me. Praise the Lord, niggas. I have not greeted you people appropriately. Everybody doing all right out there? There's someone in the house tonight. Listen, stand (laughs) up, Eddie Kane Jr. Um, I'm doing, you know, well, I can't complain. I've been traveling. I've been conferencing, doing all kinds of professional things. Always conferencing. I've had to do a lot of engaging with strangers. So you know that I'm drained. I'm a little tired, but... um, I'm here. I'm I'm back at the house trying to replenish my spirit, moisturize my soul. That's it. How are you doing? How are you doing? Um, we switched places. I'm in a hotel this week. You're right. Yeah, because last week I was in a hotel. So I'm in the uh, Philadelphia, the land of brotherly love. LOL. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> so hi Philly. Hey Philly. Philly, stand up. I love Damn. the accents. They say uh, serious. Instead I'm of not, I can't really figure out the Philly accident. Accident. A, accent. No, that's right. No, you had it right the first time. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That was not intentional. These Jones. Uh, I was like, what? I don't understand what's happening right now. But um, I want to tell you a story. Okay. I gave a preview on my Twitter um, and I said I was going to tell you all and I waited to tell you all because um, full disclosure, this ain't over. So, oh, oh Lord! So you know Noah's birthday was Wednesday. Happy birthday to my niece! That's right, she's mm. four. Mm. Mm. Happy going birthday on to hundred. And yes, actually, um, that's pretty accurate. So we had activities. You know what I'm saying? We like let's do activities. Like I hate kids parties. I hate all that. So I was like, let's do activities. So we set up days of activities, which is one reason we're in Philly. Mm-hmm. The first day of that, we took her out to dinner on on Wednesday, and then yesterday, or excuse me, Saturday, we took her to paint pottery. So we we're gonna go yeah, paint so pottery. Classy. We were gonna go and eat some burgers and get some ice cream to a couple kids, and then the next day take her to a water park. The next day go to Philly so she can visit her little friends and some family, and then you know come back to New York. Right. So. I want to preface this with Friday. I got two blocked phone calls from somebody who was absolutely a hood rat. I could tell by her tone. And she was like, is this Jade? Is this Jade? Is this Jade? And so I'm like, "Uh, who is this? And she keeps saying, and you could tell she's angry. And I'm like, yo, you called my phone. Like, stop. I don't like people playing on my phone. So who is this? So she's like, oh, so this is Jade. Bitch, you've been swiping my credit card. What? I was like, So I tweeted that what? day because I was like, yo, somebody's playing on my phone. Like, who is this? <laughs> She's like, you've been swiping my credit card. So I was like, yo, if who is and she hung she hangs the phone up, right? 
My brother-in-law is there with me. Wait. So she calls me back. Blocked again. My brother-in-law picks the phone up. She starts screaming in the phone. He's like, nah, you got the wrong number. Ain't nobody swiping over here. (laughs) So so she hangs up again because she's pissed, right? She told me she was going to send me to jail, like call the police, all that or whatever. (laughs) I'm like, well, girl, there's no basis in this. This person hasn't called me back and you call me block. You ain't really about that life. So I'm going to go on about my business. Saturday, we get to the pottery uh, pottery painting place. This is all going to make sense, I promise. And... Um, I'm there. It's me, Noah, my husband, and it's his goddaughter. And then my family comes in, my aunt, some cousins, and we're all greeting each other. So I turn around. There's four cops in the ceramic pottery place. Oh, Savior God. But I don't I don't think nothing of it because a nigga ain't doing nothing wrong these days. So I turn around. I was like, oh, it's not my back ass business. Like, I'm going back to what I'm doing. Next thing I know, as I'm hugging my aunt and I'm holding a baby, one of the cops comes up to me and says, can I talk to you for a second? No, sir, you can't. So I was like, so I'm at this pottery painting place in Williamsburg and called Baked in Brooklyn. Oh, Lord. I want you all to write that down because this ain't over. So he pulls me to the side. Uh, Yeah, I need to talk to you for a second. How did you book this? uh, We got a complaint. I'm doing an investigation. How did you book this um, this event? When I paid the deposit, I paid with my husband's credit card. Like what? What's the problem? So he's telling me somebody called and complained that I used their credit card to book this paint party. Hmm. Right. This intelligent human being right here, this this grown adult right here who, who, who knows scammers in real life is getting ready to book a little four year old's birthday at a pottery painting place with a stolen credit card that can be easily traced. That's exactly what I'm about to go do. If you don't get the fuck out of here. So. I'm like, okay, well, you know what? This can all be cleared up. I was like, all you have to do is take my husband's card, go over to the counter and ask them to show you the receipt for the deposit that I paid. Like, it's that simple. We don't even really. So he's like, well, I just need to ask you a couple questions. And so at this time, I'm like, I'm highly irritated because I I turned to the black officers and I said, oh, so four of you are going to run up on me. Right. It's four. It takes four of you to come in here and verify a credit card. And they're just like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So the, the other one keeps asking me questions. He keeps asking me questions. I said, listen, I don't have nothing else to say to you. You don't need to ask me shit else until you walk over to that counter and take this card and go verify it against this fucking receipt that this lady has in this re- in this computer. I just need to do this. The pro- You need to go take this goddamn card. So anyway, wow. long story short, not really. Um... There is a lady in Atlanta by the name of Jade Everett. Now I'm gonna go ahead and put it out. My name is Jade Verrett. Oh, there is a lady in Atlanta who just so happens to have the same last four digits as my husband's card. I'm angry. Now here's where both of these bitches can get the business. Because she called my phone hollering and screaming. My husband pulled out his card, his driver's license, Jade, and his bank statement. Jade Everett, right? Yeah. She, pulls this out, is the one that called you. Jade Everett called me. Mm-hmm. So my husband pulls out his card, his ID, and his bank, his bank thing on his phone and was like, this is where the $50 charge was taken out. This is the card that was used. Here is my ID to verify. And if you look at this old ass card, you can see that it's been used multiple times. This ain't no scamming shit. So one of the officers is getting highly annoyed. He calls the lady and he's like, did you look at your bank account? 
to see if this charge was taken wait, out. Wait, 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 wait. So, Miss Everett really did call the police. No, Miss Everett didn't call the police. And this is where white women have reached an all-time high for me of irritation, of irritation, levels of irritation. The lady who owns Baked in Brooklyn in Williamsburg, Jade Everett called her because she got an email to jadeeverett at gmail.com. So I spell my name out for everybody. Like if I'm on the phone, if I handle the business, I don't give a shit. Like I ain't got to respond. So if I spell my email out for people, I mean, if I spell my name out, like I always make sure I always spell it out. It's not easy. So I get it. I spell it out every single time. The white lady was not efficient in how she took down my information. And then the the the, the other bitch didn't even look at her fucking account. Fraud 101. Look at your fucking account so you can make sure that people are not making more purchases on you on your account. So the so white you, lady called Miss Everett and said no miss everett called the white lady and said i got an email who because it just so happens the last four digits of her card are the same as my husband's so she saw that in the email saw my phone number and saw the name of the business saw that it was a receipt automatically assumed that her account had been charged never went to go look at said account called the place put the fear of god in that white woman who then called the police who then conspired to make sure that i showed up for my appointment and then they was gonna set me up by calling the police again while i was in there then two more officers walked in after those initial four just so you know so it's six officers up in this motherfucker for me in this little $50 payment on a card that happened to belong to my husband and not Jade Everett because that dumb bitch never went and looked at her damn account. So my husband tells the white woman behind the counter who was the owner. Oh, who also ignored me, by the way, when I was talking to the police and I turned to her and said, hey, can you verify that you're the lady that I spoke to on the phone yesterday? Because whoever I spoke to on the phone, I gave them all the information, including that card right there. I was like, they can they can clear this all up. She ignored me and looked the other direction. I asked her again and she ignored me again and looked the other direction. This is why the police were there after it was all cleared up. Then my husband went up to the counter and he was like, you need to apologize to her. And this whole shit is comped. Like, it's, it's, that's it. Like, we're not paying for this. Like, you just ruined my kid's thing. So I went up to the counter and she's like, I'm so sorry. It was a mix up. No, it wasn't a fucking mix up. You did not write down my email efficiently. You did not listen to me when I spelled my name out and told you what my email was. You wrote down what you thought it was supposed to be. Emailed the wrong bitch who then called me, who then y'all called, decided you was going to call up. Like, and you didn't even tell me when I got in here 20 minutes early for my appointment. You didn't even come to me to tell me like, hey, there's some there's something weird going on. Like, I'm not sure what it is. You ain't do none of that if i walk up in here 20 minutes early for an appointment do i look like a person who's trying to scam like come on my nigga do i look like a? and we are the only black family in there it is all white people it is all white people so i said that to, i said you do realize we the only black people in here you called six fucking cops on me in this socio-political climate correct and she was just like, I, I, I don't got nothing else for you. You can keep that apology. And when that officer tried to shake my hand at the end, I told him he better pass me straight. I don't have nothing for you. Don't shake my goddamn hand. So well, that's how I got six cops surrounding me in a ceramic pottery place at a four-year-old's birthday. What a time to be alive. That's it. In America. That's it. Yeah. So lots of different problematic I mean lots of <laughs> lots of problematic things about that story. Um oh my the god. Both, the most the uh, the one to, the one that really makes me upset is that you know we we as people of color rarely get the benefit of the doubt. Exactly. Um 
the proprietor of the business, if she would have just come to you directly and said, you know, hey, there seems to be some sort of mix up about this or that and the third, then y'all could have worked it out and addressed it. She yep. didn't she didn't do that. She called the police immediately <laughs> over yep. fifty dollars, like over fifty dollars. So, mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> this is why we got to stay prayed up out here. <laughs> um, I think I'm grateful that that your husband was there to help defuse the situation, to advocate for you. I'm, Me too. I'm grateful because I was going um, to jail that day. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and Jade Everett, if you ever bring your black oh, ass to Brooklyn, oh, if you Everett. ever bring your black ass to Brooklyn, or if I come to Atlanta and ever look at you in your face, oh, I'm God. snuffing the hell out of you. Okay, I'm punching you dead in your face, you stupid bitch. Oh, Fraud one hundred and one <laughs> me says you go check your account to make sure that the money came out. Make sure the money came out, and no other charges were charged to your account. But your dumbass went zero to a motherfucking hundred. And decided you was gonna call the call call the lady and scream at her, and then you gonna call me cussing me out. So I owe you a punch for talking to me crazy on my phone. I owe you a punch for calling me block because you a cowardly ass bitch, and I owe you a punch for being stupid. Oh, and that white lady, she can get it too, but I'm hitting her ass in the pockets. So if you think I have a case, make sure you email us at gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com. Oh my days, man. We that was 13 like, minutes of rent. Tangent. Can you take a deep breath, please? I'm feeling a little. Ooh, girl, you all right? Get Yo, you a piece of when I tell you I was shaking for hours. I mean, it's real. It's it's infuriating. That's for that's for hours. Sure. So I don't, I don't know. I know there are mothers who listen to this show. I am truly apologetic for my mm. mouth today. <laughs> well, listen. <laughs> Graduation season is over. Uh, we yeah. hope that the, that you will, uh, don't let the kids listen to this one. All right. <laughs> I'll try. To, I'll try to put a disclaimer in the info box, <laughs> letting you know when it's safe for you to just have your young folks listen in. But yes, um, let's let's circle back and come full circle. Praise the Lord, niggas. Praise Him. Ooh, He's praise worthy. Him. Yeah. Um, it is time for us to segue on into our very first segment of the show. Shout out to my sis. Yes. Because our sisters are popping. They Shout sure you, are. Hennessey. My sister's popping right now. Like. So being that I am in the land of brotherly love, LOL, um, I am shouting out one of my dearest, Shanti, for her store, The Sable Collective. Um, it is located. Hold on. I pulled this up. I pulled this up. It's located at 3133 North 22nd Street in Philadelphia. Make sure you come through. It's a novelty store full of uh, different prints and jewelry, clothes Ooh, you want a head wrap girl she got I head do. wraps i do you know i need i need one and i'll be in the city next weekend could you just bring me one let me know what i owe because i will you know i, I got you sis just, just let I me know what you. i owe because i can be a part of this but shout out to your sis man yes shout awesome. out to shanti that's actually antoinette so around the way curls oh, my is shanti antoinette. And antoinette so this is shanti's store along with um two other ladies two other black ladies who i i think is an amazing amazing venture and i just support them because I love her so much and uh, make sure you check her out on Instagram the Sable Collective you will not be disappointed you can order online I got myself some um, some outcast coasters oh Sounds I'm about like to get on. Oh yeah, no, you're gonna love it, sis. So make sure you guys follow and check out the Sable Collective on Instagram. If you're in the Philadelphia area, check out the Sable Collective again at three one three three North Twenty Second Street, and make sure you tell Shanti from get uh, that Jade from getting grown told you hello. And Kia says hi too. That's it. Um, shout out to Shanti and shout out to Antoinette. I love Around the Way Curls. It's one of my favorite. Uh, 
IG um, accounts. So if you guys are not hip, get hip. That's, that's at it. Around the Way Curls. You will get your absolutely melanated life. Um, <laughs> I promise. All right. And that's shout out to my sis. Again, shout out to my sis is a segment where we feature and promote um, women of color, um, men of color, and just mm-hmm. people who are just uh, popping out here doing uh, a major, major things, whether that be starting a business or, um, you know, uh, wonderful speaking engagements, um, achieving major accomplishments on their jobs, anything where we can just celebrate and encourage one another. Thank you, Maxwell. I forgot you hate him. (laughs) I do. We can talk about that later, though. Uh, So whatever y'all are doing that you want us to talk about and you want to shout out your friends who are out here popping, um, send us an email at gettinggrownpod.com cast at gmail.com sorry i forgot <laughs> um that's getting grown that's g-e-t-t-i-n grown g-r-o-w-n podcast at gmail.com um and let us know we'll shout your folks out we got we've getting we're getting some in and we're trying to keep those um you know we're keeping those uh filed away so that we can continue to shout you guys out sometimes we'll do one or two um, depending on how many we get in so if you have sent them and we have not read them just yet be patient with us we'll definitely get to it and please know that, um, yeah, we're, we're going to get to it. And please know that we are reading every single one. So even mm-hmm. if we don't mention your name, we're going to try to feature you in some kind of kind of way, even if it's through a website or something of that nature. Indeed. Um, and we're going to, I mean, we might repost one of your things on Instagram yeah. or Twitter. So just however you guys want to keep us in the know and keep us in the loop, we definitely would appreciate it. Um, we love the community that this podcast is building and that Absolutely. we are all supporting and encouraging one another. So we just hope to continue to keep that going. That's it. It's time to gather around the kitchen table for this week's episode of Kitchen Table Talk. Because, you know, kitchen tables are more than just playing spades, huh? All right. Um, well, you know, grown folks business care is conducted at the kitchen table oftentimes. Yes. So, you know, the kitchen table segment of our shows, where we talk about things um, that we're dealing with or trying to figure out as we navigate our own lives. Um, and today we're going to be talking a bit about boundaries, specifically yes. um, deal breakers. So, you know, you're in a relationship, you're dealing with someone or you're dating or just getting to know someone. I want to talk about deal breakers because, you know, I see a lot of different things on the Twitter, Twitter sphere, in the Twitter sphere, on the Twitter streets, people talking about, you know, what they will and will not tolerate. There's a whole debate of like, you know, are you being too picky? Are you and then, you know, you you don't want to settle. So I just wanted to just have some conversation around what deal breakers are, why they're important, why they're useful. Mm -hmm. um, How do we establish them? All the different things that go into setting setting these kinds of things up. When it comes to your relationships, whether they be romantic, whether they be friendships or, you know, what have you. So, sis, I'm going to start um, by first asking, do you think it's important for us to have deal breakers? Why or why not? Uh, yeah, because they like you said, they establish some sort of boundary in your life. They set up some 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 lines, yeah. <laughs> some borders. You know what I'm saying? And I know it's the age old like, you know, if you don't stand for nothing, you're going to fall for anything. But it's true. And if you don't have any lines and you don't have any boundaries for what you will and will not tolerate, then, you know, anything's going to fly and you can get all kinds of raggedy niggas in, in your in your bubble. So and raggedy niggas is all encompassing. That could be yeah. in relationships. That could be friendships. That could be family members. All right. <laughs> I know that's right, honey. Please, Jesus. I got some cousins. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, mm. 
So, yeah, no, I do think it's important yeah, for I those agree. reasons. I agree that, um, uh, you know, we got to have boundaries because if you don't have lines, niggas will color all over your page. You see that's what I'm saying? That's, <laughs> you got to it. have niggas. You have to tell people how to treat you. Um, so I absolutely believe that you should have deal. Uh, you should have boundaries or deal breakers. Um, and I also want to add the point that they are not set in stone. I feel like, you know, exactly. your, your boundaries mm-hmm will have to be uh, malleable and adaptable to whatever situation you find yourself in. Um, And they may not be one size fit all. Um, So there are some hard and fast deal breakers that you should have, you know, in terms of not tolerating abusive situations or toxic behaviors. Um, But there are other things that you might may or may not uh, be able to have a little uh, slack, you Mm -hmm. know, um, when it comes to. So, um, what are some of your what are some of your deal breakers is like you can talk however you want, like, you know, whether it be a professional relationship at work, whether it be oh. a friendship, whether it be someone that you, you know, when you were dating um, and like, well, what are some of deal breakers? What comes to mind when you think about deal breakers? Professionally, you know, I didn't even think about professionally, but that's a really good one. Professionally, like we need to be able to talk to each other with respect. That actually goes across the board in every single one. But I feel like a lot of times in professional environments, especially when it comes to subordinates and supervisors and whatever the case, sometimes people lose their monkey ass minds and they don't know how to talk to you. And you have to remind them that on Juneteenth, (laughs) niggas was freed. So, so, so we're not going to we're not going to talk to each other like that. I don't care who you are. Like, we're just going to make sure that we establish some sort of respect in a in a romantic relationship and also in a friendship as well, Um, because I've encountered this with a with a person or two unwillingness to compromise. And I'm not saying I'm not talking about agreeing. I'm talking about compromising, Um, making sure that we meet each other halfway, making sure that we're trying to understand where the other person is coming from. Because if you ain't willing to do that and you just want me to see where you coming from, then we don't have nothing. We don't have nothing here. Um, Being judgmental, like we're all judgy to a to an extent and you'd be you'd be a filthy liar to say that you're not. But when it comes to hard and fast judgment about people and their beliefs and so forth and so on, that's a real I don't know. That's real funny for me. And then the final one, so that I'm not monopolizing this entire thing, is not tipping. I can't fuck with you. <laughs> if Talk you, about it, sis. Tell yo, him why. I had an ex-boyfriend who used to not tip because his daddy was Raggedy, too. raggedy tippers. And I would leave, when we would leave, I would always pretend I had to go back to the bathroom, go back in and write a tip on this man's slip because I just thought it was, or I would leave my own cash or whatever the case. Most of the time I did it on his slip because... No, nigga, you need to be tipping. You need to know this needs to be a lesson to you and it needs to come out of your bank account because I know how to tip. I ain't got no issue with it. So that's a huge deal breaker for me. That's actually very big. And then obviously, like you said, the the blatant ones, don't hit me. You know what I'm saying? Don't spit on me. Don't right. don't, don't cuss me out. You know, things like that. But um, some of those other ones, that's, that's what they are. What about you? I mean, yeah, I mean, definitely. Um, so deal breakers, like... I agree. I tweeted this. I tweeted this earlier today um, and got some really good feedback from some of our listeners and people who support me and support the show. So shout out to y'all. I'm going to read a couple of the ones that I've gotten um, at Jen Jones. 1984 said deal breakers are standards and expectations and you need both in relationships with love and with friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that really kind of stuck with me because I feel like somewhere along the lines when it comes to relationships, we've all been conditioned to kind of take what we can get. And people who have standards and expectations are labeled as being 
um, you know, hard to please, high maintenance, uh, you know, irritating and draining. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that th- th- that people have, um, I can say honestly, I have felt like there's a stigma associated with saying, no, I'm not dealing with this. Some niggas will tell you that you're, you know, difficult. You're um, irky. You're worrisome. Whatever. Um, because you're saying, I don't deal with this. Like, I don't deal with this. Um, so... I just wanted to say, uh, I just wanted to say that um, read uh, at Jen Jones's because I thought that that was a really, really good one. Um, so, yeah, um, as oh, far as my good. own, yeah, my own personal deal breakers, I've really been, uh, I'm really cognizant. I try to observe people because it's not always you ask people what their deal breakers are or what, you know, people say things. I try to observe behaviors. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people say, you know, I'm not a liar or this and that. So I just try to be really cognizant. But you you watch their behavior, you watch the way that they move and you see that there's some shady things going on um, (laughs) about who they are. So, again, like you said, some of my hard and fast deal breakers will always be like, you know, like you said, don't hit me. Mm -hmm. Don't, you know what I'm saying? Don't. um, I'm really I'm really conscious of like, especially the older I get, I watch how people spend their money, not necessarily in their pockets, mm-hmm. but how they kind of how they kind of um, especially when it comes to dating relationships. This is not mm-hmm. so much for friendships because, you know, who cares? That's not my business. Right. So, um, <laughs> But like in dating relationships, I'm observing things because, you know. Dating is not just for ha-has and kikis these days. You know what I'm saying? As a woman of a particular age, I'm out here trying to, to, to you know, we working toward things. We not out here just seeing. That's it. We ain't going up. together, nigga. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm really conscious about how guys deal with their money. If they mm-hmm. always have money issues, their credit is terrible. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that to say that I have pristine credit because God knows that is not the case. But I'm saying like, Things like niggas are always caught up in some stuff. You know what I'm right. saying? Like just caught up right. in some some things. You know, they got money over here, money over there. They ask it. They got bills in other people's names. Those kinds no. of things. No, no. Like no. they claim other people's children. You know what no, I'm like always got some get over kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They need nah, nah. Because mm-hmm. I'm not getting caught up in that because I'm just an entirely too old for that at this point in my life. <laughs> um, so yeah, being like fiscal fiscal responsibility is a huge one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Y'all are going to judge me for this, but as a woman of a particular height, <laughs> I'm, I know Yo, that y'all are jumping my mentions about this. I don't I'm care. So sorry. As a woman of a particular height, I do feel that, you know, I it's it, hey, call me superficial, but I've just never been I don't care. attracted to a man who is not tall, who is who is who is shorter than me. Um and I know that sounds terrible. I don't even like to say it out of my mouth, but I'm just here to speak my truth. You know what I'm saying? That's it. And it's really boils down to me. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm a like I said, I, I don't, I don't know. I have it's my issue, and I don't want to be quote unquote bigger <laughs> than the dude that I'm supposed to be with. That messes with well, me. Well, while you over here being PC, I'm gonna be on my Kodak Black, who by the way I know is extremely. Oh, I don't like light skinned niggas. <laughs> Uh, I'm just not attracted to him. It's nothing like I just we can't be out here making clear babies together. It's just not <laughs> my particular ministry. Listen, it's hard out here in these streets. <laughs> like if y'all want to be two 
two ladies together, that is all right with me. I don't care what you do. But for me, myself and I, I like me a good brownie battered nigga. And Absolutely. I like him to be over 5'11". Listen, I like my chicken fried hard. It yes, is what it is. Yeah. I like my chicken fried it's hard. Fried Y'all like hard. your chicken I wet. Like, I don't care. I don't like no raw tenderloins. No, That's no, it. no. I need it fried hard to a crispy, crunchy, golden brown. That's what I need. That's that's just same for me in my house. Same. Um, but yeah, uh, I also feel like you have to have, for me, a relationship with God is absolutely key. Mm-hmm. Like, it is. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's a part of who I am. So I've never been able to, you know, I mean, when I was younger, sure, you could date niggas because it was just like, y'all just going out to eat. Going and, together. And, and, <laughs> yeah. But I'm talking, like we're saying now, where I am right now, if you don't have a relationship with God, we don't have much to talk about because y'all mm-hmm. know, I talk about the Lord all the time. So you're going to get sick of me. I'm going to get sick of you. So let's just not go there. So some of this, those are some of the things that, you know, um, that are deal breakers for me. We got some good ones on uh, the Twitter. People were saying things like, um, somebody said, uh, no children, which I think is interesting, and we'll definitely get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <laughs> um, which is a preference. I can't. I guess I can't. Yeah, you, you know. can't. I mean, I, I don't knock it. I don't. A five I don't, nine nigga didn't ask to be, you know, born five nine. But hey, hey, but there's hey, a hey, there's a lady who's five one out there just for you, <laughs> or maybe a nigga. I don't know. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, um, you know, people said things like being truthful, uh, mm-hmm. in all respects, uh. Somebody that I have, um, I think his name is at WMAC914. Um, he said some just don't have me out here looking stupid. Don't do anything that will have me out here looking stupid. I thought Ooh, that was yeah. an awesome one. Just yes. if you're doing things that could make me look stupid, that's definitely going to be a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. Um, physical and mental, mental abuse. Um, mm-hmm. uh, people who, you know, don't take those things serious or don't take mental health seriously. Those are like, you know, these are the things that people wrote in and said that they were, um, really good also we got lots of people saying that deal breakers were very necessary and everything isn't a compromise if you feel strongly about something you should definitely say that so it's good to see all the conversation um about it so i will ask you this my next question for you sis is so at what point do you have the deal breakers discussion um i mean not even discussion but like is it something that you are very upfront with like right in the beginning like if you saying let's let's say Let's say you were dealing with someone, you met somebody, totally mm-hmm. hypothetical because you are wholly married. But anyway, let's say <laughs> you met somebody and in the initial conversations of you, uh, y'all getting, getting to know one another, he said something that like threw up a red flag for you immediately. So like in my case, let's say dude said, you know, I'm an atheist or agnostic, right? Mm-hmm. That happened on date two or three. When do mm-hmm. you say, like, when would you say that I should say oh that doesn't work for me like do I say let's just nip this in the butt right now or do I just kind of wait around and see how things go um I think it depends on the individual for me um it's circumstantial it's kind of how things are going if things are going really really well but that we have a super difference of opinions in one particular area um that doesn't mean I'm an 86 you off bat. Like, you know what I'm saying? I kind of, that, cause that's not fair. What if you find out something about me that is not the most favorable in your eyes, mm. but that, that doesn't, it doesn't speak to my character as a person or, you know, how you feel about me. I think, I think it's circumstantial for, and so there was a dude I dated, uh, a, you know, some time back or whatever. And he would be like, Oh, you smoke. 
You smoke? Now, mm-hmm. I don't smoke cigarettes Girl. at all. I think they're gross. But it was just, it was like very judgmental. Mm-hmm. And it was in that moment where I could have been like, you know what? We are two different people. I can't with you. I didn't. Like, I let him dig his own grave later on. Um, But (laughs) what happens if I would have really ended up liking him? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just something, as long as we have a mutual respect for one another, as long as we have a respect for the person and their difference of opinions, and it's not something that's directly impacting our relationship, when it comes to something like being atheist, especially like where you're concerned. Mm. You're you go to church like very frequently <laughs> and it would be really, really hard for or, and not even just church. But you also it's how you speak. It's who you are. It's everything that's in, in your movement and who Kia is. Right. I can't imagine you getting with a nigga, a nigga who's atheist because what like exactly there's only so many things y'all gonna talk about <laughs> it's like it's gonna be, exactly, exactly. like when you wake up in the morning praise the lord nigga he's gonna be like the who exactly. and that's just gonna be what you can't do is gather you all of your food leave the premises okay go. what get out of here so i do think there's a fine line between um i think there's a fine line between uh, accepting people for th- who they are and the differences that you guys have, but also making sure that you're not compromising your beliefs. And I don't just mean religious, but your beliefs or your, you know, whatever you have values, going on, your preferences, standards. values, your standards, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything. Make sure you're not compromising that about yourself to deal with the other person, but also make sure that you're not casting people off or writing them off just because they are not the same as you. True. Cause I think, I mean, that's really, that's, that's a, uh... That's a good point to raise. I think this is this is when relationships, the managing relationships as an adult, like is is entirely different than managing relationships as a child. Like because that that responsibility that you have to take for, um, you know, really you have to really be invested Mm -hmm. within something to say, you know, this, you know, to to think critically about it, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's going to take some. You have finding the balance of, you know, and being able to weigh the situation, you know, look at look at it objectively to to see what would be the best thing for you to do at that time. Exactly. Um, like I'm um, because, like you said, it will be circumstantial. There are things, you know, and there are things about people that will change. But then there are things then then you have to be with with that being said, I should say I'm having some tongue tied okay. issues today. Um, with that being <laughs> said, it's really important for you to. Also check yourself and make sure that you're not waiting around on something that may or may not never happen. So um, at Rosetta Martin tweeted today, she listed some of her deal breakers being like inability to take responsibility for one's actions. Oh, yeah. um, Unresolved mental health issues, condescension and being flaky. Um, So like the inability to take responsibility for one's actions is a huge one. Like, oh, that's that's, that was that was a good one, sis. That was a that was like shout out to you because (laughs) I have been in friendships like, you know, I'm saying like I have had friendship situations where I am like if you in every relationship, you know, it takes two people. Mm -hmm. But when you have some sort of argument or some sort of disagreement. Um, and, and if you have a, and, you, and every time you address it with this person, they are never the one to be wrong. They are never the one to, to take a step back mm-hmm. um, are not, and not even willing to be open to a conversation about their role in it. It's always just like a constant blame game. I have been in friendships like that. And I didn't come to that realization within the friendship until, you know, it took some time. So mm-hmm. um, 
Yeah, that's just that's a huge one. You ha- and, and then oh, it was absolutely. my responsibility when I came to that, when I had that come to Jesus moment and realized, oh, this person just doesn't like me or <laughs> this person just is just like, this is how they feel. This is who they are. They are never going to take responsibility, Mm-mm. which is a problem for me. And I don't want to be connected to a person like that because, um, you know, it's just going to be too much on me and my spirit. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not going to position us to grow this relationship and to grow as individuals. Then that's yeah. when I had to take this responsibility to uh, for myself to fall back and to step out of the relationship. Yeah. So I think that's that's key. So I think it's it's really about um, vetting and thinking thinking things through um, and being um, conscious of of each individual circumstance. It's hard to say. That's the that's the tricky thing about deal breakers and boundaries because there are some where there are hard and fast rules. Like I don't deal with people yeah. who are racist. I don't deal with people who are misogynist or I, you know what I'm saying? I don't deal with people who, you know, who have, you know, certain characteristics or traits. There are certain, mm-hmm. certain things that are hard and fast. There are other things that are not, and you may not all, always be able to see it right away. No. And the thing about it too is, and Fran and I were having this discussion with uh, and Fran and Asante and I with, with, with a couple of other people one day, where we were trying to bring out the point that you also have to kind of see where people are coming from. Right. Because the thing is, too, a lot of a lot of people may have, quote unquote, ignorant opinions or I know that that's kind of an oxymoron, but you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. viewpoints or whatever the case. And sometimes it's our job and not saying that you got to walk around being a professor because I Lord knows I don't want to do that. But sometimes you got to see people from where they come from and help them to understand why their thinking might be problematic. Right. You know what I'm saying? People have done that with me. Yeah. I used to say all kinds of stuff. As long as you're (laughs) open to it. And as long as you're in a situation where you're open to it. And it's coming from a place of love. Yes. Because, I mean, you know, I mean, you have friends of all different ages and stages and and life kind of deals with us in a way where some of us come to certain lessons before others do. Right. Um, and I think that's a, a, a real mark of a, a, a true, a tested and true friendship. Yeah. Uh, tried and true friendship is that you can step back and be like, OK, well, this is my sis. Um, I know that this this is not really her behavior. Like she's dealing with something else. Right. Um, and being patient enough to deal with that in in. But still, you know, holding her accountable in a loving manner. Now, that right. might mean that there may be some points in your relationship that are rocky Um, because I think real relationships (laughs) ought to be open and honest. Like I should Mm -hmm. be able to say, I don't like it when you do A, B, C, or D and you have every right to say, okay, (laughs) right. um, You know, you have every right to respond to that as you see fit. But I think within our friendship, it should be super important for us to say, I mean, to, to feel uh, empowered and affirmed and comfortable enough to kind of address what our boundaries are. Yeah. Um, at any time without fear of it being like this whole huge thing. And, and you know, I have to, because, you know, I because you start talking about hard and fast, you know, I got to bring up 444 mm-hmm. real quick. Mm-hmm. Did you listen? I've not, bits and pieces. Uh, okay. I haven't gotten through the whole thing yet, but yes, yes. Before yes. I go, what do you think? Before I start, what do you I think? I want you to start. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so listen. I know there are plenty of you out there who listen to 444 and probably already knew what was going on before that because we ain't stupid. And Beyonce already put it out. (laughs) Um, But me and my cousin actually had this conversation years ago about, you know, because one of my hard and fast rules used to be like, if you cheat on me, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then I got cheated on and I wasn't out. Right. 
Now that is now that is one of my hard and fast rules. If you cheat on me, I'm out. But I also understand where that can get super difficult when you start involving families and you start involving like years. I'm talking about a smooth decade or whatever, a couple decades. Like it starts to get real rocky around there because you are so conflicted on the inside about what you should do in that particular situation. And I think it's easy for people to look at people like Beyonce or or even myself in my past relationship or whatever and say, oh, this she's she got low self-esteem. I'd never let a nigga do this to me. I'd never. But you don't ever know. Um, sometimes you don't really know if what those boundaries are or how far you'll go until you get to that point. Mm-hmm. And then even within those, it can be a conflict depending on your the type of relationship, the nature of relationship that you have with the other person. And that's not me um, pacifying what people do or justifying what they do uh, when it's foul and trifling by any means. Jay-Z was foul and trifling and she would have left him. She would have been well within her right. I would have cheered and that nigga would have felt dumb. Mm -hmm. But Beyonce chose to stay and she's not stupid because she chose to stay in that situation. Beyonce is dealing with a man who she has been pregnant pregnant by before. She's dealing with a man who is the father of her child who is her husband and who was now the father of her two new children Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and it gets real funny when you get into a situation like that and it's easy for for people on the outside to say what they would do in in circumstances but you don't really know until you're there so I I guess I'm saying all that to say it's not fair also for us if we're going to be talking about boundaries and we're talking about um deal breakers it's not fair for us on the outside because we've talked about being a part of them, what we won't deal with. It's not fair from us from the outside to judge other people for what their boundaries are or if their boundaries change or, you know, if there's things that they're dealing with and they need to figure it out for their individual circumstances. It's not our responsibility to judge them for that. If that if, if I'm making Absolutely sense. making all the sense. I mean, I, I've tried to make a practice because I think I've had to eat my words on more than one occasion. So mm-hmm. I've tried to make a practice now of being very particular about what I say I will and won't do. So even when I say certain things like, you know, I, I would prefer to, to date a man who is over six feet. Um, right. <laughs> right. You know, I understand, you know, I'm saying that as like, you know, this is what I'm hoping and, and hoping for. But, you know, what I'm saying I, I also acknowledge the fact that the Lord could fix me real good and send me the man of my dreams who is standing at a full five nine and I would just have to get over it. <laughs> but um, that being, you know, to your point, I think that I in in that I'm really careful about saying what I will and won't do. Right. Um, Right. Like you say, everything is circumstantial, but I'm also extra careful about keeping my mouth over off of what other people's choices are. Because, yeah. you know, but you, we don't ever we don't ever we will not ever know the full story. Um, I think things like this make for good conversation and good discussion about what we think about it. But we have to learn how to leave it right there at mm-hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's fine to sit and chat about it and say what we think. But I'm really careful because there's a difference between opinion and judgment. Um, so I'm I'm really careful about saying, oh, you know, nah, like I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't. Um, 
you know, I would say something like, oh, it wouldn't be me. Or like I would in my, and I don't think that I would do something like that versus saying like, oh, she's mm-hmm. stupid for doing this, that or the third. Um, I don't know Beyonce and Jay-Z situation and we'll never know it. No, um, none of us will. Not and, the whole thing. You know, <laughs> I just feel like the. Yeah. So, yeah. To your point, I agree that, mm-hmm. you know, being the thing about boundaries and deal breakers is that they are your own. And it's it's yours and you should these are things that standards and expectations and um, valuations of the relationships that you have that you set for yourself. They will Mm -hmm. grow. They will change. They will adapt. They will evolve based on your own personal experience. Um, They are. So, you know, it's not for us to say what they should be. It's not for anybody to tell you what they should be. It's not for you to read somewhere what they should be. It's Mm -hmm. all stuff that you kind of learn through the experience of life. Um, And everyone has the right to figure that out in their own time. So if that means that, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, yeah. So, (laughs) so yeah. yeah, That doesn't mean though also that you, I'm sorry, sis. That doesn't mean that you... I feel like I'm contradicting myself, but I, I I feel like I'm also making sense. Okay. If you see a friend doing something stupid, you should speak to your friend about the stupid shit that they're doing. Just because you see them heading in a direction that is not a friend, family member, whoever, a loved one, you see them heading in a direction that is not, um, you, like, how do I, how do I word this? I don't want to say that you don't feel it's right for them. Cause then that, that ain't your well, place. I think, I think, I mean, I think you I hear what, what you're saying in terms of like, when we see, like, if you're my friend and I see you getting ready to step off a curb and get hit by a truck, I'm not a real friend if I don't say, hey, the truck is coming. Like, I, mm-hmm. I'm not right. your friend if I don't say that. But right. exactly. I still, it's still not, it's still, the, but the difference is I'm not pushing you off the, um, I'm not pushing you off the curb. I'm not yanking you back and saying, bitch, what's wrong with you? Don't you see right. the truck? I'm literally right. saying, hey, sis, the truck is coming. Right. And it's your responsibility and your, and your, um, your choice to do with that information yep. what you what you will. And I think that's yep. where we get messed up because we've all had situations and I've had friends tell me, you know, certain things about dating relationships that I've been in, asking me questions about, well, why isn't he doing this and why isn't he doing mm-hmm. that? And, you know, those kinds of conversations are not easy to have because it's like, oh, OK, so you showing me. OK, OK. Mm-hmm. Um, but and there are times where I've listened to y'all and there are times where I didn't. <laughs> yep, pretty um, much. But I had to come to my own realization on my own time mm-hmm. about what the boundary was and, you know, what I was going to be, how, how I was willing to enforce it in my life. Right. So um, I do see the point that you're making in terms of like when you see your friend headed somewhere where you think it, it's not safe for them to be, it yes. is more, I think it's more, more than appropriate, more than, um, acceptable and it's it should be expected for you mm-hmm. as my friend to speak up and say hey sis so let's talk about that um but it's also my responsibility as a, as a friend who's saying that to know mm-hmm. that it is still ultimately your your choice to do with that information what you will and how that impacts your relationship going forward you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. that's you know that's that's a, another conversation to that's another to conversation right. <laughs> that's another conversation right but um make sure you email us at getting grown podcast at gmail.com uh let us know some of your some of your viewpoints on or you yeah, can tweet us at getting grown pod or twitter um let Facebook. us know 
let us know. Yeah. Let us know. Um, all about deal breakers, all about boundaries. If there's something that we said that you thought was, uh, you know, spot on and you agree with, let us know. Or if you think that we talking some extreme bull swanky and you'd like to let us know <laughs> that, you can do that as well, as long as you do so respectfully. All right. Respect my um, boundaries. <laughs> respect. All right. Before, now. before I break a deal. Anyway. <laughs> this is a warning. God bless your heart. Uh, so we can move on to the next segment all about deal breakers have them it's really important to have them um but know that they will change that's it that's it Oh. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Did you see that recent the recent picture of Mama D floating through the interwebs with Wait. this closure is sitting back at the back of her skull box? No. It's like six feet of hair before where the closure starts. This sounds it sounds worse than her tooth falling out on stage. What? <laughs> I was you not know, aware of that. You never saw that video of her tooth falling out while she was <laughs> No, because God favors me and he protects me from things that I don't have any business see, in. See, perspective, because God favors me and allowed me to see that video. <laughs> I just don't want to be a part of that. Oh, Deborah. Deborah, Deborah, Deborah. Yo. Did you see the um the real OLG um the real old lady gang dinner on Love I and Hip Hop with <laughs> Deb and Mama it. T? Oh my God. Me and Tristan were watching that. We were like, look at all of these old gangster hoes up here. Especially when they was like, I was trying to be the best drug dealer on the block. I was like, save your God. Help us. You have Mama D who was a pimp. You got Deb who was a drug dealer. You got two two former crackheads at the table. And uh, who else was there? I don't know. What was I don't know. Was a former who's, who's the former crackhead other than uh, Tom? uh Tommy's mom and um and Tammy's mom. I didn't know she was a crackhead. I don't know if it's crack, but you know, it was drugs. Was anybody a stripper? No, Nene wasn't sitting at the table that day. Oh, Lanethia. But this is Black Woman Self Care, a segment where we basically, no matter how big or small it is, mention something that we have done this week to take care of ourselves. So that we can try to stay on a positive note. Um, so black women self-care, do you have one, sis? What did you do this week? So this week I went, I had the privilege of going to a, a really powerful conference in Dallas, Texas called Mega Fest. Um, mm-hmm. um, shout out to my sis Darian, who helped me um to get there and have an awesome time. Um, I really did have an awesome time. Um and so my black women self care was that because, you know, it was kind of uh, a session for all about empowering women to kind of change their perspectives and look at life differently. Um, it is a faith based conference, but mm-hmm. what I really enjoyed about it is just like beyond just like having church traditionally, I really felt like the programming was intentional on giving us life tools, like ways that we can kind of practically apply some of the concepts and constructs of like walking out your faith in our Mm -hmm. day-to-day lives. So it's not just about like, you know, we we go to church, we have a great time at church. It's awesome. It's amazing. But like, Mm -hmm. what do I do on Tuesday morning when my coworker is getting on my nerves? Like, how do I, (laughs) how do I (laughs) in my faith in that moment when I really want to go inside her face with this post-it? with this stack of post-its so um yeah i went there i had an awesome time at the conference um my black women self-care specifically is that i bought some books um i had a chance to sit in on a session um by dr caroline leaf who is a a cognitive neuroscientist who Mm -hmm. has really devoted her research to kind of um showing us 
how science um how science demonstrates the concepts of you know you know different things that we see in the bible and different ways that we can work out our faith she has a really powerful teaching on changing your your perspective and switching your uh brain on like think how do we can change our thought life and thinking healthy and positive thoughts she talked a lot about how thinking negatively and stress can kind of affect other areas of our lives and i as someone who has um, autoimmune conditions, I can definitely speak to that because I know that stress definitely impacts the way that I feel within my body. Um, but there are things that I can do to change my thought life um, mm-hmm. that will help me be healthier. So I bought two books. I bought one book um, called Switch Switch On Your Brain. The other book is called The Perfect You. So I'm really mm-hmm. excited. I started reading the Switch On Your Brain book um, on my way back on the on the plane, it has a 21 day brain detox plan that really helps you kind of proactively go about the process of changing your thought life. So I'm really mm-hmm. excited to get to the plan. I'll keep you guys posted on my progress right now. I'm only on like chapter three. Um, but uh, yeah, that's my black women self care. I'm really trying to change my thought life and think more positively because I'd be over here in a full meltdown, stressed out all the time. And I'm just tired. <laughs> of that. I'm very tired. I'm very tired. Like being anxious is will really wear your body down. And I just don't want, I want to be free from that. Um, and I mean, I'm not at all. Um, this is no disrespect to people who deal with anxiety disorders or things like that. I know mm-hmm. that that's a very real thing. I don't think that my levels of stress or anxiety are t- warrant any kind of medication, at least, or, or, or um, counseling, at least that I'm aware of right now. But, you know, just trying to manage the day-to-day stresses of life, I want to be proactive about it. So I'm hoping that this book will help me to do that. So I will leave the information for the book, um, the 21 brain detox, 21 day brain detox plan, switch on your brain, the key to peak happiness, thinking and health by Dr. Caroline Leaf. I will post that book in the description box. If you guys are interested and want to go on this journey with me. Ooh, I'm going to read that. Cause I need it. Yeah, man. Um, key, I was like peak happiness, thinking and health. I need peak happiness. I definitely need that. So what do I need to do? Caroline, let me know. So. Caroline, Caroline, <laughs> Caroline, all the guys. She listened. She taught her se- her session in this sickening little jumpsuit with a blazer. Come on, I her. This lady I love me a sassy from, professional. She's from like Australia. Had a yes. little um, her accent was cute, and she was fun. I enjoyed her. I'm I'm only like I said, a few chapters into the book right now, so but I'm you're enjoying it. I'm enjoying it so far. I plan. I'm hoping to finish it this week. So hopefully by the by next week, I can tell you guys how it was. But yeah, that's enough about my ramblings. What are you doing for Black Women's Self-Care this week, sis? Mine is super brief. Um, I started actually using my calendar. Uh, I use my calendar and I use my planner and I use um, my notebook to actually list out things that I have to do, deadlines that I have, times I'm supposed to meet up with people, all kinds of stuff, because my mind is gumbo. It is all kinds of shit all in one pot and I can't ever get it together and get any order. So, um, yeah, that's what I started doing. I started organizing my thoughts, uh, organizing my deadlines, organizing what I like my schedule. And it's really helped me to try not to flake as much as I have before in the past. Um, if I have to, I can do it ahead of time, <laughs> you know, uh, all of that. Like if there's anything that like, you know, cause it's, it's hard, it's hard when I make plans and then, you know, as a mom and, and so forth, like to try to get out and, and accomplish those. So I have to make sure that I have some sort of organization in my life. So that's pretty much my black woman self-care this week. I'm just trying to get myself more organized so that 
I can just I can have a peace of mind because it helps me when I'm more organized. Like yes. I don't really care about these other niggas, but it helps Absolutely. me when I'm organized. Organization is so key. We should do like an episode about that one day. We should. One of the things that we're yeah. the things that we're doing to kind of keep it all together because Coming my life soon. is in shambles. Coming soon. All right, then. That's black women self-care. Y'all continue to take care of yourself as black women because if we don't do it, nobody else will. That's it. Um, and that's it. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. Petty. I'm so petty. Yes, you are. We're so petty. I'm actually not very petty. I'm a troll. I'm not petty. There's a difference. Mm. Did you listen to the friend zone episode where they spoke about being petty? Such a good one. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to the Petty Peeves. <laughs> where we talk about very small things, sometimes large, that get on our nerves. Okay. And you guys do too. Yes. Lots and lots of you. You want me to go first this week, sis? Go ahead, girl. Okay, I'm gonna read one. This is one from one of our listeners. But it just, oh, it sits in my spirit. My mother raised me like that. Good day, Jaden. Good day. <laughs> Good day. I love being able to listen to Jade three times a week. I don't know why. And Kia, you were my favorite guest from the read. Also, Kia, you can sing, girl. Yes, she can. Thanks, babe. Anywho, my petty peeve is when people don't cover their mouth and then try to justify by saying I'm not sick or it's just allergies. Regardless, it's so gross. I just want them to take their ill-behaved self away from my presence. <laughs> Thanks, girls, for being amazing and bringing something great to a useless day like Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, man. I my mother raised me like this. I think it's absolutely foul and filthy. I cannot stand when people don't cover when they sneeze or cough and then and then have the nerve to say it's just allergies. It doesn't matter. It's your bodily functions coming out of your body. I don't it's your mucus. It is your wet. It is your whatever yeah, it is wrong. flying out wrong. of your body onto my body or in my presence, and I think it's disgusting, a sneeze or a cough stays in the air for half an hour. So my mother always told me, I don't know if that's a black lady lie. But this really resonated with me because I think it's disgusting. Um, that, you know what? I'm, I'm going to save that story for another day. But yes, I think it's disgusting. Sis, what's your petty peeve? I am going to read one from a reader. Uh, this uh, she writes in her email, Dear Kia and Jade, I talk in the movies. Yes. I'm one, I'm the one you hear screaming, run, bitch, from some elusive place in the theater. <laughs> but no, I talk to the screen in the movies. I recently mm. went to the movies with a new friend and we both disclosed to each other that we talk in the movies. However, uh -oh. comma, she tried to talk to me in the movie about the movie and on other tangents. She really tried to tell me a story about her dad in the midst of the movie. Where do they do oh. that? Who raised you? Talk to the screen. Don't talk to me. I have to rethink this. I have never. Why me, Lord? Jesus, take the will and all other Christian idioms. I love your show. I love you both. Thank you all for what you do on this podcast. Y'all stay up late and kiki with us, even though you're tired. And I want you to know that it's not in vain and the work you do is not lost on me. I truly appreciate y'all. That is signed sincerely. Trisha. Um, yeah, Trisha Mans. Thanks for writing, Trisha. Listen. Don't talk to me ever, but do not talk to me in the movies. That's absolutely true. And I asked someone who also 
um, talks to the screen. I don't know what kind of uncircumcised Philistine comes to the movie for <laughs> conversation. Uh, we can talk at the screen together, but I do not want to speak to you. All right? No. Like, who? A conversation about your dad? Like, bruh. Like, come we, on. Come on, sis. Expensive as, and not expensive, but as expensive as these movies is these days. <laughs> you think I'm getting ready to sit up in here and just ha-ha and kiki with you about what your grandmother made for dinner last Sunday? I don't have time for that. Sure. Like, and if you need to, if you need to talk, if you need to vent, if you need to get off your chest, then set up a dinner. Don't set up a movie this is what i'm saying and this is i mean <laughs> this is probably segues into like uh another well this is probably another i don't know if it's a petty peeve but like how do we feel about dinner dates like where movies like i i have not partial to going to the movies on like first and second dates because we don't have the opportunity to get to know one another because we're watching the movie um Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, what do y'all think? Is am, am I being petty for that? I don't know. I feel like date oh, movies you know what? I'll date movies that. are for movies. Date movies are for niggas who you've been kicking it with for a little while, right? I don't know. Me and my husband go to the movies because we talk every day. Absolutely. <laughs> but if I'm just if I just met Jermaine on the corner and he invited me out, no. I don't think that we should be going to the movies no. um the first time we go. So no. let me know what y'all think about that. Yeah. Shout out we to gonna Trisha. Say, no, don't let us. We're going to save that for an episode. Mm. Appropriate dates. Appropriate dates. When, where, and how. Oh, don't steal it. our ideas. Anyway. Oh, if, even if they try, they won't be able to do it quite like we do. Yes, I you ain't me. My syllabus out. Us. Because that's what I do <laughs> when I'm popping. I think what I want. Anyway, <laughs> um, thank you for listening to another episode of Getting Grown. With Jade and Kia, That's where we it. learn how to adult for real. Yes, because we've been doing it for fake. <laughs> all, <laughs> these, all these Clearly. years. Um, make sure you check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, and Google Play, Spotify, all of that. L- like us, rate us five stars. Thank you for those who, who do so, continue to do so, and spread the word. Um, and you know what? Like, my, my good... My, my my husband's goddaughter told me last night, I said, hey, girl, when she got out the shower, I said, here, put on some shea butter or put on some coconut oil, like moisturize yourself. She's she's 13. She's like, I'm about to go to bed. I don't need to do that. And I was like, oh, we need to have a talk. We need to have a talk. <laughs> we need to have a talk. This is a right fundamental, now. you must right a fundamental practice to who you are as a woman. Of right. You understand? You so must. with that being said. Yes. Make sure to uh, drink your water. Mind your business and stay moisturized because your black will definitely crack if it's dry. Um, and if you niggas celebrate the 4th of July, do so safely. All right. I Fine. don't. Well, that, I, that's why I said if you niggas. I, I mean, if someone wants to give me a hot dog or something, I will certainly eat it. But I, I as far Speaking as like. Did you see Tashina Arnold's fingers? I don't want to talk about her. I don't want to talk about her. <laughs> not Tisha. Not Toilet Tisha. Oh, okay. Tashina. Toilet Tisha. I thought we were talking about Toilet Tisha. Not Toilet Tisha. Be out here looking like a bounty paper towel roll. I don't. No, her she I don't. She looking like the latest technology like for absorbing paper towels. Yo. And I just want better for her. Like but no, we can always talk about, uh, we can talk about uh, junk. Pam! Oh, come on, junk. Junk. <laughs> junk in the trunk, speed bump, romp. Okay, <laughs> no. we are really not ending this at all. So, <laughs> not you, junk. <laughs> I watched look at the white shoes. Look at the white shoes. <laughs> I watched the Players Ball episode of Martin this weekend. And when, yes, when Jerome yes. was singing that song to Pam Greer. 
He was yeah. like, Pam. And she was like, oh, Jerome. She's like, not you, junk. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got to go. Cause I'm sorry, because I could talk about Martin all day. <laughs> ooh, I show you right. Ooh, ooh, I, I said, Jerome. Jerome. Watch my. Okay, we, yeah, bye, guys. <laughs> bye, guys. Bye, guys.